Hi there, this is Bob Joyce. Go to our website, bobjoyce.org, and listen to our music and hear the good news of Jesus preached. God bless you and keep you safe in His arms. In my living shall not be in Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> All right. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Psalms, the 27th chapter. Just know this, that whatever you do and say in this world has an effect on other people. How you live and how you talk and how you walk and how you, what you do has a great effect on a lot of other people. That's why it's so important for, for leaders, leaders in, in the country to be uh, on the positive side, you know? Uh, because we need to think of our fellow man. We need to think of our country. We need to think of, 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 of those around us and put their interests, their best interests, first. I believe God does that. I believe God puts our interests first. And so, <clears throat> that's why Jesus came, isn't it? He had our interest in mind. So, whenever you come to church and you're around others, other brothers and sisters, think about that. Be friendly, be loving, be kind, uh, uh, be considerate. Uh, watch what you say, watch what you do. Act like a gentleman and a lady. All those good things. Amen. Amen. Love one another and support one another and pray for one another. I encourage one another. Uh, because, hey, we all need it. We all need that. Yes, Let me see the hands of those that need that kind of thing. You need that. Do you need somebody praying for you and encouraging you and pushing you on? We all need that. No. Yeah, sure we do. We all need the encouragement. That's why, that's why we, you know, we love for everyone that comes to this church if they have something they want to do or say or sing or do something. We want to encourage them. We want to encourage them to get up there and do it for the Lord, uh, to be a blessing, to encourage them to go on in their walk with God. And God receives glory from that. He receives praise and honor from that. Amen. So we are a family of God. Look around at your brother and sister. Say, I'm your brother and sister, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. The book of Psalms, chapter 27, I'll read to you point out a few things here in this psalm that David wrote which uh, applies to any generation any time anywhere most of the psalm all the psalms are that way you can read the psalms anytime and find comfort find encouragement uh, you can find the heart of who's writing, cry out to God and it feels like it's your own heart, praying and crying. Because whatever David felt, whatever David had in his heart, most of the time it's in our own. But the Holy Spirit was upon David and moved him to write and to speak the things that he did as he addressed God in his times of trouble and his times of joy times of, you know, when he, when he was in predicaments and, and hard places, he cried out to the Lord. Psalms 27 says, the Lord, David said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Now, if People don't have the Lord. They don't have any light. Do you hear me? 
If you don't know the Lord, if you don't claim the Lord, if you're not a believer in Him, I'm here to tell you, you have no light. And that light means a lot of things. Number one, it means truth. It means knowledge and understanding. It means holiness and purity. Genuineness. It means perfection. It means righteousness. It means goodness. It means mercy and grace. Without the Lord, you don't have those things. You don't understand those things. The Lord is my light. While the whole world lies in darkness, while everybody around David in his life, his enemies, lived in darkness. The darkness of this world. David carries a light with him. He will not be. He will not live. In ignorance. He will not live. Not knowing. He will not live. In fear. All the days of his life. He will not live not believing that he will be victorious. That he will win the battle. When you face the enemy, you may be afraid. But at one point he says, at what time I am afraid, I will trust in the Lord. Do you hear me? Amen. At what time that I am afraid when I'm facing the enemy I will trust in the Lord. And then later on he says I will trust in the Lord and not be afraid. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my path through life. The Lord shows me where to go and how to go. The Lord has not left me alone in the dark. How many Christians have I met in my life and people come to me a lot asking for prayer and you would think that they would, they believe that God is nowhere around. That they've been left alone. They feel alone. They feel like they're in the darkness. They feel like that they have been forsaken. But if you have the Lord in your heart, if you believe, it's like Jesus said, He that believes in me. Now I could get up here like many preachers and tell you how to be saved. Or how to get God to answer you. Or how it is. Jesus put it simply. He that believes in me. He who lives and believes in me will never die. And he who believes in me though he were dead, yeah, he shall live. If you believe in your heart on the Lord, if you believe that, 
We often wonder, we think of God as being far off and near, and we, 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 we sing songs that say that. The fact of the matter is, God cannot be measured. You can't put God in a corner or in a particular place. For God is everywhere. Amen. He who made the heavens and the earth was there before they were formed. Scientists say that the universe is so big, it take, what, I don't know how big it is, 15 billion years to reach across, something like that. However far it is, and however many planets are out there, when God put them there, He was already there. The you and I, human beings, the universe is so vast and so big that we cannot comprehend the vastness of it. And the millions and billions of light years it would take to reach a certain planet or a star. But know this, that there is no time or distance with God. He is already there. He's already there. Where is God? He's right there as you believe for you. He's right there for you. I don't see him. You say, I don't feel him. I don't, I don't see him. It doesn't matter. The moment you believe... The moment in your heart that you believe the Lord. You have this book, this Bible that's been around a whole lot longer than any of us. And we put our confidence in what this book says to us. And I believe it's the Word of God. How many believe it's the Word of God? Amen. So whatever this book tells me about God, I'm going to believe that. Right. And the moment I believe... I find God right there. The moment I believe the Word of God, God is right there. Sometimes we're waiting for the manifestation. We're waiting for something to happen to prove to us that God is there. God is simply waiting for you to believe. To believe on Him. David said, the Lord is my light. He has shown me the way. I'm not in the darkness. I'm not left alone wandering around. He is my light. He is my light. And He is my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? It's reminiscent of what Paul says in Romans. What shall we say to all of these things? Paul says, he's written in the 8th chapter, chapter of Romans. After explaining to them the principle of faith. What shall we say to all these things then? What is the sum? What is the bottom line of what I've said? He says, if God be for us, 
God has done such a thing for us. If God has revealed to us what He has accomplished in Christ, if He's gone all of that trouble to do what He did for us, And Paul lays it out plain. He makes it plain enough for anybody to read and understand what it is he's teaching us. What shall we say to this? If God be for us, who can be against us? That doesn't mean that we don't have any adversaries. It means there's no adversary big enough to thwart the plan and purpose of God for you. Amen. Did you hear me? There is no adversary big enough in heaven or hell or earth or anywhere that can thwart, destroy, make invalid the plan of God. For your life. If God be for you. If God is on your side. If God takes up with you. God. God. Jehovah. Yahweh. Adonai. If he takes up with you. If he chose to be for you, look out if he's against you. Why is it so many Christians act like God's against them? Why do people that come to church that ask for prayer all the time feel like that God must be against them? Because they didn't get what they wanted. <laughs> if God be for you. Man, that's a... That's more than a mouthful. There's not a one of you here this morning. Not one of you that are here that God is not for. He's as much for you as He is for me. When you look at somebody that's blessed, You know, you look at somebody's life and, and you say, oh, I wish the Lord would bless me like he blessed me. Oh, I wish I could have the joy that Sister Hoopendiddle's got. Oh, I wish I could feel like you feel, Brother Bob. Well, I got good news for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Jesus rose from the dead, you remember what he told Mary to tell his disciples? He said, you go tell my brethren. You go tell them that I ascend... To my father and your father. To my God and your God. What does that tell us? Woo 
Hallelujah. The same God that Jesus claimed is our God. The same blessing is our blessing. The same recognition, the same consideration is ours. It's ours. You're not left out in the dark. You're not forgotten. You're not... <laughs> you may be a special case. <laughs> but the Lord loves special cases. And we got a lot of special cases in the church. But you ain't so special that God left you out. He included you in there. If you'll believe what he said, the Lord is my light. Hallelujah. The Lord makes a way for me. Hallelujah. It's time we begin to claim the Lord as our own. And the blessings that come and the benefits that come from him, they are ours. They're iron. Do you ever hear that term? Go to North Carolina, you'll hear it. They for usins and youans and theyans, they're iron, praise God. Oh yeah. Hallelujah. The Lord is my light and salvation. When the wicked, mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh. Brother, I'm telling you what, it happens all the time. There's somebody or something out there that wants to eat you alive. Oh, yeah. Every day of your life, there's something out, something out there that's creeping around in the dark and it wants to eat you alive. Oh, yeah. He said, the wicked around me, they want to eat up my flesh. They want to just gobble me up. Chew me up and spit me out. You ever felt like you was in that situation? Something happens in your life that just wants to just chew you up and turn you over and turn you upside down and inside out. David said it happened to him. What happened to him? They stumbled and they fell. Hallelujah. When you think the enemy's getting the best of it, you watch what the Lord does. You mean when Israel came out of Egypt and they come to the Red Sea and they said, Now what are we going to do? We're stuck. We're up against it now. They got us for sure. They're going to gobble us up. They're going to eat us alive. <laughs> We're backed up against the sea and there's nowhere else to go. And the army is right behind us, coming at us. But what did the Lord tell them? Be still. And see the salvation of the Lord. And what happened? They stumbled and they fell. They drowned in the midst of the sea. Hallelujah. If the Lord is on your side, he told Moses, to take, take the children of Israel and go where I tell you to go. He must have been the light of Moses as well. 
for he showed Moses the way to go. He says, just keep going. Go where I'll tell you to go. And he led them around. A pillar of cloud by day and a fire by night. Pillar of fire by night. And he lit the way. God will not allow your enemies nothing in your life to overwhelm you. They that trust in the Lord, that put their trust in Him, that listen to Him, those that walk in the light as He has shown. Don't go off some other way. Don't follow some rabbit trail. Stay in the light. Stay in the path that God leads you. Stay in the path of His Word. Trust in His Word and believe Him. No matter, what, no matter what seems to be happening around you, be still and see the salvation of God. For God is fighting for you. Do you hear me? God is sending angels to encamp around about you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Let me get on here just a little bit more because something else I want to bring out that David says in this psalm. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. Now, David was a man of war. King of Israel, but he was a man of war. All the days of his life, he saw war. There was very seldom, very few days in his life that he had peace. He was constantly out on the battlefield somewhere fighting the enemy. God would give him the victory. But every time he turned around, somebody else wanted to fight. So he had to pick up arms and go fight. But he said, even a host encamp around about me. Doesn't matter. I trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. So I, sometimes I feel like David, as long as we're in this world, man, there's going to be something come against you. But if you trust in the Lord, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what comes your way. If you trust in the Lord, if a host encamp around about me. How many days have you had in your life when you felt like, can anything else happen? Man, how many days have I had like that? Everything you could possibly think of goes wrong. And then something more comes along. And you say, Lord, could there be anything else? Possibly anything else? Anything at all? Just bring it on. And it makes you angry. Because your flesh... You know, your flesh, you're getting angry in your flesh and you're, and you're getting, you're starting to question God and you're starting to get mad at everybody and everything around you. Nobody's safe. Not even the dog or the cat or the chickens or the mule. Or the dog. And we get angry. And you would think by now, after all these years, we had learned our lesson. <laughs> but we ain't learned it yet. <laughs> we, still get, we still keep getting angry, upset. But maybe we've got honed, honed a little bit. Maybe we've kind of knocked off some of the edges a little bit. Kind of smoothed it off some. Hopefully we have. We're not quite as sharp <laughs> as we used to be. But David said, if a host 
And he had hosts of armies. How would you like to know that there's the host of armies, thousands of soldiers outside the city walls, ready to jump on you? How, would you th how do you think you would feel if every time you turned around, you got on your horse and went out the gate, somebody's out there with an army ready to cut you up? David lived with that all the time. Even his own son turned against him. And he ran out of the wilderness to hide because he didn't want to harm his son. And he cried for his son. Every time he turned, something was coming upon him. A host came upon him all the time. The enemy was encompassed him everywhere he went. But if God be for you, have no fear. If God be for you. Now I ask you the question. Do you believe God is for you? In the midst of your little financial circumstances that's giving you trouble. You believe God is for you? In the midst of your sicknesses and disease or physical problems. You believe that God is for you? In the midst of your spiritual problems and your mental problems and whatever else you've got problems, you believe that God is for you. Sometimes we act like our problem is greater than God is. We've got a problem here that I don't know if God can handle this or not. Well, if God can't handle it, there ain't no use in you calling on the preacher. <laughs> if God can't handle it, there ain't no use in you asking somebody to pray for you, is it? <laughs> Leave the psychiatrist alone. And the counselors and everybody else. If God can't help you, ain't nobody can help you. Ain't nothing going to work right for you. But if you trust in God, when it gets right down, right down to it, You've come to the end of yourself. You've got to reach the bottom. When you've banged your head against the wall and you've thought and thought and thought and tried to figure out what in the world you're going to do, and you've, 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 just, you've just come to the end of your row. You don't know what you're going to do next. You've asked people to pray for you. You've called on the Lord. You've done everything. And you, you just... You're just frustrated, you're, you're angry, you're upset, you're ready to just give up, you're ready to quit. That's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to get you in that position where you're just going to quit. Well, I'm not going to do with it. I'm not going to have nothing to do with this anymore. I'm just going to quit. I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not doing this anymore. Well, what are you going to do? I've asked Sister so-and-so to pray for me. I've asked Brother so-and-so to pray for me. I've talked to the preacher, talked to me. I've done this, I've done that. I'm just going to quit. <laughs> what are you going to do? Are you just going to sit there the rest of your life staring out in space?
That's where Satan wants to put you. That's where he wants you to be. Oh, yeah. He wants you to feel like you're left alone in the darkness. There just ain't no hope. There ain't no answer. Ain't no place to go, no place to turn. I don't know what to do. The enemy's got you surrounded, but it's in your mind. David fought with soldiers, with swords and spears, shields, and arrows, and armor, and horses. He destroyed the enemy. God gave him victory after victory. He was a man of blood. A man of war. Yes. But when Jesus came, Paul says, the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. And bringing every thought to captivity to Christ. <clears throat> to the obedience of faith. Hallelujah. Every thought. Paul says we are wrestling. We are warring. But not against flesh and blood. As David did. but against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world and wicked spirits in high places. You know what's happening in our country today? That's what it is. These wicked spirits in high places are controlling and influencing and taking possession of the minds and the souls of the people of this land. And we are engaged in a warfare. Not against those people, but against the enemy that has come in and camped around about us. But when the enemy has come in, like a flood... And brother, it has come into this country like an overwhelming flood. We think sometime this country's going to hell. But I got news for you. When the devil comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard. What does that mean? He's going to raise a flag in front of a great host. A mighty host of the Lord against the enemy. You remember when Elijah, when he was in camp, when he was encircled by the enemy, he had a servant. And he told his servant, though our enemies be many. And he looked around about and he saw nothing but the enemies everywhere. On the hills and everywhere. And he said, but the Lord showed me that they that be for us are more than they that be against us. They that be for us are more than they that be against us. We look at across the country today and we see what's happening. And all the insanity that's going on in our country. And we think, surely, they've all, they've all lost it. But I got news for you. The host of the Lord, he that is for us, 
is more than he that is against us. I don't care how dark, I don't care how horrible that it may appear. I don't care what comes on the news every night or across the internet. It doesn't matter what the, what the newsmen put on there to try to force it down America's, down our, you know, down our throats. What they want us to see and what they want us to hear. As if what we see and hear is what all the country wants and loves. I got news for you. We are more than what they are. Those who stand for truth and justice and the American way are greater than those who are against it. Those who trust in God are more than they who don't trust in God. Those who love the Lord are greater in number than those who don't love the Lord. Those who have faith in God are greater than those who do not have faith in God. Did you hear me? And if the Lord is for us, And it doesn't really matter if we're just the, it doesn't really matter if we're just the smallest number, if we're the minority. If the Lord be for us. If the Lord is on our side, we win. We win. We win. All this nonsense going on in America today, as far as I'm concerned, it's already lost. It's already lost. Go ahead and listen to the news. Go ahead and listen to what they say. Go ahead and see what's happening in the schools and the classrooms and everywhere else in our country. And you say to yourself, I would never ever believe that I would ever live to see the day when these kind of things would happen in America. But don't be dismayed and don't be disheartened. For greater is he that is for us than he that is against us. God will allow the enemy to do only so much and go so far. But you stand still and watch and see the salvation of the Lord. When the Lord brings with his mighty right hand, hallelujah, a great victory in this land. Jesus Christ is coming back. Yes, sir. Did you hear me? He's coming back. He's coming back. One thing. Now listen to what he says in this in this prayer. In this psalm, one thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Now, as I was reading this, I began to think, David is God's appointed, anointed man. He took him from the sheepfold to be king of Israel. Therefore, David has a great responsibility. He has a duty he must perform. As a king, he has great responsibility for his nation and his people. There are many things he must see to. He must protect his country, his people. Yes. He must see to it that they have all that they need in life to sustain their nation. To be a king is a great responsibility. Do you hear me? Yes. 
whether it's uh, economic, political, the constitution of our lives, the peace that we want to achieve as a people, as a nation. Every nation wants to live in peace. Huh? Everyone wants to have the freedom and the liberty to do and protect of the things they need to do in life, to pursue and to have what they want to do in life. And to be guaranteed that, to have that safeguarded, to, to have that uh, protected and kept safe for them so they can live their lives in peace. That's a hard job to do. He has a great responsibility to, to, to do to, for his people. He must do all that he can do to guarantee, to sustain the life of his nation. If he has to face the enemy every day on the field, he will go and face the enemy. If he has to swing his sword every day from sun up to sundown, he'll do it. Whatever it costs, whatever it takes, the king is willing and ready. He's called of God. He's anointed of God. He is sent of God. He is appointed by God. He must do his duty to God. But in all, in all of his duty, in all of his obligation to God and to man, in all that he knows he must do, David says this one thing I desire. That I may spend every day of my life in the presence of God. Of all that he has to do, of all that he is, and all that he's anointed to do, His heart. None of the things that he ever did could turn his heart away from the God that he loves. He failed him one time. His flesh got the best of him. When he killed that man, took his wife, committed adultery with her, and had a son, and the son died. But David repented. He called upon the Lord. And all the days of his life, David never allowed anything that he could do as king to steal away his heart from wanting to be near the God of his life. Notice what he said. One thing have I desired, that will I seek after. That all the days of my life, what to God we had leaders in our country who felt the same way. Would to God we had pastors and teachers and preachers and evangelists who felt the same way. Would to God they would say, my desire of all that I do as a preacher, as a pastor, as an evangelist, I want to spend every day in the presence of my God. For you will hide me in your pavilion.
In the time of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. Now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. I'd rather be hid in his pavilion. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm saying. I'd rather stand and behold the beauty of the Lord than to face Goliath. But you got to face Goliath. You've got to fight. You've got to draw your sword. You've got to shed blood. The enemies are around about you. They've encamped around everywhere. You've got to go out to meet the enemy. You've got to fight. If you want to live. Yeah. But I'd rather be in the presence of God. I'd rather stand in the tabernacle and behold the glory of God. I will sing praises to God. David said, everyone who stands in the tabernacle, the temple of God, are blessed above everybody. Everyone who stands where the presence of God dwells, hallelujah, are blessed above all men of the earth. You may be praised, you may be exalted and exalted for the great deeds you do. David. But he who stands in the presence of God is blessed above all. Hallelujah. 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 I hope you get what I'm saying. You're worried about the enemy coming against you, and God wants you to enter into the tabernacle where he is. You're worried about things that's surrounding you and encamping against you and things happening to you, and all God wants you to do is have a heart for him and enter into his presence with him alone. Because when you get in there with him alone, you'll know that he is your God. You'll know that he is your light. You'll know that he is your strength. You'll know that he is one who protects you and keeps you from all harm. Hallelujah. We must work. We must labor. We must face the enemy. And you do every day. And your biggest enemy Paul told us what to do about that. Reckon yourself dead to sin. Reckon yourselves dead to your own lusts and that which wars against you. Your mind. Reckon yourselves dead. Crucified to the world. And the world crucified unto you. And then reckon yourself alive to God. It's not so much how much you face in this world. But it's coming 
before him and looking upon his face. It's not so much how much you do. And where you stand in men's eyes, but where you stand with God. Where do we stand with the Lord? Where is our heart? Is it with the Lord? Lord, you see my situation in life. Ain't nothing too hard for you. There ain't no enemy coming against me greater than you. There ain't no situation I've encountered. There's no problem I encounter, Lord, that you can't overcome. I know that. Lord, if I have to go face the enemy, I'll face him. If you tell me to go, I'll go. If you tell me to stay, I'll stay. But Lord, more than anything, can I come with you? Remember that when Jesus healed that man with demons, cast him out at 2,000, whatever he had in him, the demonic. And when he was healed in his right mind, I can't, I can't imagine the peace that man must have just felt. He had such great peace in his soul and mind. He was so grateful. A whole new life, a brand new life. The Lord gave him another chance in life, and he was free. Hallelujah. He was so happy. He was so at peace. He was so, he was so grateful. He, 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 just, he, know, he couldn't contain himself. He didn't know what to do with himself. He come running to Jesus. said, Lord, can I go with you? I'd just like to go with you. I just want to be near the one who set me free. I just want to just follow you and listen to you and just be with you for setting me free, for giving me a whole new Leaves on life. I want to show you how grateful that I am. He already showed that. I want to show you how much I love you, Lord. He already's done that. Lord, I just want to, I just want to, I don't want to stay here no more. I don't want to hang around. I don't want to hang around anywhere around here. I want to go with you. This is where I live, but I want to go with you. Jesus said, go home. All of a sudden, his, he, everything just fell down. <laughs> go home. Go home and tell everybody. Show your friends and your neighbors. Go face the world. Go face those that even don't believe. Go tell them. I'm sending you out and I want you to go tell them what the Lord has done for you. And he went and published throughout all Decapolis and everywhere. He knocked on every door. He went to every house. He met people on the street everywhere he went. He was telling people what Jesus had done for him. He faced the enemy but in his heart, his heart belonged to Jesus. Amen. Stand with me, everybody. One scripture says, and one psalm says, 
I would rather, rather be a doorkeeper in the temple of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. I'd rather stay in the presence of God than to live in this world. I would rather know that God is near me and I'm near Him than to have to face the world. But we got to face it. We got to face it. But we don't have to be afraid. Greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. And no matter what we face in this world, in this life, he that is for us is with us. He that is for us is with us. Glory to God. That's why you never lose heart. You never lose hope. He's with you. He's with you. He says, Moses said, I'll go down there, Lord, if you go with me. He said, my presence will go with you. My presence will be with you. Well, I don't want to go if you don't go. <laughs> Amen. Lord, I'm not going to go if you don't go. He says, go and I'll go with you. Hallelujah. For my heart, my soul, my life belongs to him. And whatever it is he wants me to do, Whatever it is he wants me to face, whatever it is he wants me to, 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 to he knows there's going to be a lot of things come against me. Whatever it is that happens, I'll do it for him, for him because he's with me. I'll do it in his name. Whatever we do, we do in the name of the Lord. Can you say amen? amen. Whatever you face in life, you face it in the name of the Lord. Whatever you encounter, you encounter in the name of the Lord. Whatever you got to do, you do it in the name of the Lord. You preach, you preach in the name of the Lord. You sing, you sing in the name of the Lord. You live, you live in the name of the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. You pray, you pray in the name of the Lord. You talk and you hope and you have faith. You do so in the name of the Lord. Because He's with you. He'll never leave you. Amen. Father, thank you this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. It's always abiding. Even though we don't want to face some things we do, we will face them in your name. Even though we may encounter things that we don't like, and it may be rough and hard sometimes, but we will do it! Because your presence is with us. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Now, from this day forward, I want you to believe that whatever your situation is right now that you're, that you're into, whatever you're, you're facing right now, whatever your problem is, in the name of the Lord, you face it. In the name of the Lord, you overcome. In the name of the Lord, you walk in victory. In the name of the Lord, you put your hope, your hope and trust in God, and He will bring you through. Right. Hallelujah. I know you don't want to go through it, but you're going to go through it. But in the name of the Lord, you're going to go through it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Everybody say, in the name of the Lord. I'm going through. In the name of Jesus. I'm going through. No matter what happens. In the name of the Lord. I'm going through. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. No matter what the devil throws at you, no matter what the world throws at you, in the name of the Lord, we overcome. Hallelujah. We overcome in the name of the Lord. Praise God. 
And if you get to where you see you're about tired, wore out, and you can't hardly make it, get down on your knees, get in that closet, get in the presence of God. Yes, and let him energize you and strengthen you and refresh you and get up and go again. Amen. Amen. Praise God. God bless you this morning. And all of you, that, 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 that some of you that might not know the Lord, it's time to come to know the Lord. Believe in your heart upon the Lord Jesus and trust in Him for your life. And you will be saved. Somebody says, what do I got to do? Well, I got to say, that's what you got to do. Believe on the Lord and trust in Him. Your sins, if you trust in Jesus, your sins were taken at the cross. He shed His blood to take your sins away. Trust in Him completely. He is the Lord of your life. Amen. Amen. And from this day forward, praise God, you're going to walk in truth, you're going to walk in faith, and walk in victory, and walk because you are an overcomer in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father, this morning for all that you've done. Thank you for your people. Thank you, God, for the victory we have in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. There's more to this sermon. I have to bring it out the next time around. <laughs> There's four rhetorical questions that Paul asks in the book of Romans, the eighth chapter. I want to get on to that. Four rhetorical questions. He answers those four rhetorical questions. And it goes right along with this message this morning. It's a continuation. So we'll get into that. Praise God. But we walk in victory in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. So God bless you. And I want you to remember that when you get in your car and go home today, driving down the highway, I want you to sing a song of victory and praise to God. Like David said, when I get into your pavilion, into the presence of God, I'm going to sing praises to the Lord. For he keeps me and protects me and holds me and watches over me, praise God. And I will not be afraid of the enemy that comes against me on every hand. The Lord is with me. His presence is with me. And that's where I want to be in his presence. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Shake hands. Be friendly. Love one another. And come back and see us again. <laughs>